commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grace Comeback, and you're listening to Cold World News, your holiday news show in depth coverage of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, the news segment rundown for November 26, 2021. Starlight Beacon Bulletin. But first, this news. All right, thank you very much, Grex Conduct. Welcome, everyone, uh, to another week of Core World News. Happy Life Stays Giving. Um, wink, wink, nod, nod. You know what I'm talking about. Hope you all found something, uh, lots of things to be grateful for um, in this wild year. Um, yeah. We're going to do some news today, which is good. Really excited about getting back to some news. We had a lot of fun weeks um, going off it, but uh, there's some interesting tidbits that we've sort of skipped over and forgot about um, that have popped up. One of which is kind of old now. It's like two weeks ago, but I kind of wanted to talk to you all about it. Was um, apparently these, all of these nuggets that I'm about to say came from Empire Magazine. I, they somehow have the the title being um, communication to to uh, Lucasfilm. But uh, one is there is uh, casting for Sabine Wren in the Ahsoka series, uh, and the female that will play it is Natasha Lou Bordizzo of Netflix's The Society. Um, well, I mean, so what do you all think? A, I mean, I think we all guessed uh, Sabine Wren would be in that series or hope they would. Um, yeah. What do you think of the casting yeah. and the fact that we're going to see this character? Um, super excited. This character is entering the mix here. Um, I mean, especially with the dark saber in play and yeah. how, how, how major yeah. that, that sort of MacGuffin is to this plot. I feel like Sabine is just needed to. And what's interesting is maybe Sabine should she's going to get it again. Uh, yeah. And just maybe it's inevitable that she is the chosen one to to lead the Mandalorians. That would be a really cool arc. Yeah, that totally would. It, it definitely seems to, you know, if anyone had any questions about where the next season or the arc of the Mando Mandoverse is going, this seems yeah. to confirm where it's going, which is a lot about Mandalore, which makes sense. Well, it's I mean, it's kind of two things, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I mean, we mm -hmm. obvious there's obvious connections with Mandalore, but really in this time period, it connects to the finale of Rebels, yeah. where we see Ahsoka and Sabine take off uh, to go find uh, Ezra to recover Ezra Bridger from his Purgle incident, where he and uh, Thrawn were dragged right. off. We already know Ahsoka's pursuing yeah. Thrawn, <laughs> but we don't exactly know when that that point in Rebels happened. I think we discussed that. It actually could be in the future of the Mandoverse. It like. They, you know, we could see that occurrence in life. Yeah, action be crazy. I think we have an eighty percent chance to see Purgles in Ahsoka. But oh, oh yeah, just, oh yeah, eighty percent. I'll, I'll take the over on that. Actually, it's like yeah, I think we're gonna. I'm excited. Uh, given that we've heard Thrawn, you know, we've heard Ahsoka say Thrawn. We know Ahsoka's going to be starring in the show. Now Sabine's in the show, and we, I think Ezra is also probably going to be in this series. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, there's somewhere in a very dark room in California, there's someone who's like painting tentacles onto a blue whale, like in a dark like <laughs> video editing suite, trying to get those purgles <laughs> to like look great in live action. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be super fun. But yeah, I, I think I mean it's two really interesting like Sabine is at this really cool nexus between those two stories. The I I I mean, I'm just thinking about her knowing what's going on with the Darksaber and Mandalore right now, 
And she must just be like, oh, come on. Because, like, she won the Darksaber and gave it to Bo-Katan. And now Bo-Katan screwed everything up. And right. now there's, like, you know, there's a new owner of the Darksaber. And, you know, I I don't know. Sooner or later, that you know, the other shoe's got to drop. Her boot's got to drop there for her. And she's got to go take care of what's going on at home. Because we know Mandalore is one of her priorities. But um, Yeah, I I can't imagine that she's going to walk onto the scene and it's going to be a love fest between her, Bo-Katan, and, no. you know, the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, I think she, I think she's furious, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, she's like, you know, that's her lesson. Maybe she should have just held on to it. But, um, but the storyline that I'm most interested in, I mean, I, I'm excited to see where they're going with the Mandalore, and I hope they go um, deep into the antiquities of Mandalore um, for that storyline. And, uh, you know, a lot of lore um a lot of i don't know dark magic and old whatever and then um but uh I, i'm i'm most interested to see live action in the outer unknown regions and, yeah because uh, we know this is going to be and sabine ezra. and ahsoka rescue ezra and so we know that par- partially uh, aside from Man- the mandalore plot sabine's probably going to be on this deep space journey to find yeah. ezra to um, you know, we've seen her in Imperial Entangle- Entanglement before. We've seen her yeah. be questioned. We know how she's going to operate if she gets, you know, she comes in contact with Thrawn and, you know, Imperials, these, uh, yeah. the beginning, beginning of the First Order. It'd be really cool to see how Sabine, or uh, what, what Sabine's doing around the time that the First Order is kind of coming together in the yeah. unknown. She has a great character trait um, that I love that she's a, like a graffiti artist. Yeah. <laughs> Just right. like, you know, like bounce space artist. And um, it, it would be really, you know, kind of fun Easter eggs for fans, I think, to like on their trail or somewhere they start seeing this art. And like maybe we saw a little bit of it in um, yeah. that first episode of season mm-hmm. one, uh, season two of The Mandalore. Yep. And there's a lot of graffiti there. But um, if we start seeing some firebirds and, you know, things like things like that um of that's her art that that's going to be fun to see in live action and and i hope i hope they explore that more yeah i agree i think it's it'll be really cool to see that and the other thing i'll be interested to see is whether how much cross-pollination there is between ahsoka and the mandalorian show because we know it all is going to end up in a giant crossover event right um but the the question is are there going to be crossovers prior to that or or is it going to be you know each doing their own thing and then we'll cover what brings them together in whatever this event is, be it a a movie or, or a limited series. Yeah. Well, one series we know that isn't going to happen now. uh, (laughs) They, the final uh, nail was put in the coffin of Rangers of the new Republic um, uh, in in an empire interview with Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, we, we know, we knew it had been sort of delayed indefinitely, but now we found out that, it's it's dead and they never had anything. They all they had was um what's her name is Cara Dune and that and a, and a dream and like, that was like all there was to that. And they, they, apparently they had a graphic made up for it. Yeah. Which I love but like yeah, yeah. that's you know, and that's, that's shot. speculation as well. I mean, we don't we don't know if this show is specifically tied to Cara Dune's character, but I think we all guessed that given she's received yeah. that that badge in Mando season 2. It, right. It, it would be the only reason for it to have been officially shelved, right? Because 
I guess here's a couple things. One, can we just finally all accept that? I mean, all meaning like the world and the internet, not us, that that uh, indefinitely postponed is the exact same thing as canceled, never going to happen. Like the second they said that about um, uh, Rogue Squadron. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's that movie's never, it's never going to happen. Never gonna happen. Yeah. It's just never going to happen. Like it, it, nothing is ever like indefinitely postponed and then comes back. The thing that I'm bummed about with Rangers of the New Republic, it was the show that when they did that investors day or wherever they announced it, I'm like, well, that's a clunky title and weird. But yeah, then yeah. my mind started spinning of like, we get like, because here's the thing we're, we're putting together a rebels reunion and yeah. these other two shows. And where's Hera and Hera would be the yeah. perfect person to lead to be an alien, which would be amazing. And a yeah. perfect person to lead the Rangers of the new Republic. And I'm like, just pivot and forget Cara Dune and make that show instead just get some writers and do it. Even if you need to like push it back on the slate a year, like that to me is the show. Yeah. I, I would watch Harrison Dula and Jason, uh, Sindula, mm-hmm. um, and their travails and her rising through the ranks, uh, of yeah. the, you know, the new Republic. And yeah, I mean, we could get alphabet squadron cameos. We could get, you know, rogue squadron cameos. Like there's plenty of fun and, there to like, just get her story. I think, I, part of me wonders, I, I, what they could have done is what I was hoping they were going to do with Rogue Squadron is that I, I love this idea of you put together, a, it's a misfit team, ragtag. They're out there and they're out there on the, you know, in the, in the unknown regions or out there in the outer rim. And you kind of get the cast off, you know, uh, fly boys and fly girls right. of, of that. But then you also get the element of the, of having to take on, some of the empire's old pilots, yeah, right? These people feet. who have realized that, nope, I'm, I want to read, I want to be part of this. And then you have this like great dynamic between these trying to form a, a team with these two different people, two different groups. Yeah. There's your show, write that show, write that right. show. Wait, if we're doing blue ocean sort of fighter pilot shows right now, mm-hmm. I want to do a show called crimson wing where it's the, the basically the team that finds Exegol for the emperor like oh, yeah, that's awesome. that's written in the timeline i think in the visual dictionary for mm. tross it says at some point it says this is where Pal- palpatine you know starts operations on exegol and it's like it's actually like right after he sees his power like yeah. right after the the republic falls yeah he immediately like sends he immediately them out. starts like because it's on it's exegol. it's up and running between empire but it's Jedi, difficult to reach exegol. isn't that a very difficult place to reach like those, yes. uh, you need that's wayfinders the uh, you need a wayfinder, or you need Dio. Yeah, yeah, yeah or a corrupt droid, a mm-hmm. sliced droid who's uh, seen the the artifacts. But yeah, right. I mean that that would be a fascinating show. That would be fun because yeah, then you could actually really. have them be protagonists. Because it's like, yes, their you know their mission is not a great one, but just the mechanics of getting through yeah. the unknown regions and like battling um, super verminoths and like you know extra other you know vacuum breathing uh creatures and you know whatever would be would be pretty cool it wouldn't be as much ship to ship battle probably but um but it would be a fun adventure um fun flying experience i think probably the answer adam why we don't have the show you so eloquently eloquently uh described was just they have covered so much ground there with the books with alphabet squadron the comics and then the uh and then the video game squadrons is all like that's kind of that's what that is. So um, yeah. I don't know. It'd still but be I fun. Think, I hope we I, see. I, I think the audience, <laughs> the audience is minuscule. 
like yeah. for those who read the books and do all the other stuff versus those who right. watch the shows. So, right. but it, I, it's a I, good I enough story. Right. right. It, it yeah. deserves prime time, but, but that's my, you know. But I think I, you're right. They're probably not to make them be like, Ugh, like, are we going to rewrite this story again? Yeah. Um, Hard to find inspiration when, when, like you said, it's been written about in 12 different things. Yeah. And yeah. I think like the insiders of in Lucasfilm really think that everyone has the same encyclopedic knowledge that they do. I mean, when I see the behind the scenes stuff for uh, Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like Filoni's like, oh yeah, they'll recognize the spurs. Like, and like the footsteps of like Boba Fett. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've seen Star Wars a billion times and yes, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what his footfalls sound like. They have spurs, but it never occurred to me really like consciously about that. And I know there's hardcores out there and bless them that they know like, oh yeah, you know, like Boba Fett has spurs, but yeah, um, you know, the fact that we were supposed to like, know that was Boba Fett when we saw a spurred boot in season one of Mandalorian is like, it's wild or he's like oh yeah it's it's almost too obvious you know <laughs> like when you I see mean, the behind the scenes and you're like okay we should we should go back to the tape but we all just went boba fett right yeah boba right. fett yeah. <laughs> like when yes, we I, I, like, you yeah. did i don't think i did i was like i was like, yeah, someone else <laughs> but it's funny is ben and i don't i i'm with you like i don't think i ever knew the spurs or anything but i think it had this weird like unconscious thing in my head like i just made the connections without realizing why yeah yeah, I mean, they use the same audio sequence, but um, yeah, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Rangers dead. Why not do just the show about the X-Wing pilots uh, from right. the yeah. Mandalorian as the Yeah, Rangers. well, they because they're all directors. <laughs> well, like, except for the uh, Tiva Lompop or whatever. Uh, no, not Tiva Lompop. His name is Tiva, oh. though. I just remember because yeah. he looks like he's a man that wears Tivas um, yeah. in California. <laughs> Uh, other than he, it's it's all. I mean, it's Dave Filoni. They're not going to make a show yeah, around yeah. Trapper Wolf, yeah. and Filoni would never tolerate it. He'd be terrible. Yeah. Um. You know, and yeah. Uh, the Deborah Chow was one, and then so was um my favorite director, and now I can't think of his name. But uh. Anyways, they just. I mean, they they would have to cast all new characters there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Could though. You could. You could do it. Yeah, it's there. I mean, they'll always have it in their back pocket. And who knows? Maybe they'll like they'll take Rogue Squadron apart for scraps and turn it into a different, you know, different maybe. whatever also, story had. It makes me hopeful for all the other shows, because part of me feels like with, with the way Star Wars has been going is that they announced 10 things with the hope that half of them will actually <laughs> right. go to fruition. And now it seems like with the shows, they're all going to fruition. So like, oh, no, how are we ever. What what's the scheduling nightmare for this stuff? Oh, right. thank God we don't have to make the Rangers of the New Republic now. <laughs> right, one less thing to worry about. Which I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I mean, sometimes we get nothing, right? It feels like, well, you know, you're doing this. Why didn't you know? Why didn't we get an Obi Wan like teaser or like, why didn't yeah. we get you know an Ahsoka teaser or where's Andor right now? Like they they do these head scratchers where they keep stuff really tight to their best, but then on the you know then on a random meeting they release ten shows that they really have no intention of making you know yeah i mean we're really like mild intention of making and uh i mean I, yeah. good for them i would just want to be excited about it it doesn't bother me that they're not all going to come to fruition but um it's just weird how they sort you of know, oscillate back and forth a lot of those shows are probably tied to ta talent as well you know Disney yeah operates you know what the talent is priority so 
yeah, that show could have been attached to Cara Dune's character. I'm sure it was. That's, yeah. that's probably why it's been canceled. Yeah. But pretty cool title. Love the logo. So yeah, we'll see. You could probably do something else with that, that title and that sort of theme. Yeah. Um, so there was one more piece of news that came out of Empire, this Empire interview that's gaining some traction right now, and I just want to talk about it. Um, and it, it's not much, but that uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that the sequel characters will live on um, and, you know, they're going to flourish and there's always a possibility of them, you know, on Lucasfilm revisiting them at some point, which again is super vague, but I just wanted to get your two, uh, your your views on this. I mean, I, I could probably talk about this for hours because <laughs> we, I think, uh, undoubtedly have theorized and visualized sort of where these characters could go after uh, the ninth film. And I think, I think the potential is wide and vast. Like, yeah, wow, you could do a lot with Finn. You could do a lot with Ray. Um, obviously, Poe and uh, Rose. You could you could you could do a lot of really fun things with those characters. So, yeah, let's see those stories. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm I agree. I just it makes me say because I, I those characters are awesome. I, I love all those characters, and and I want to see where they go. And I think in another interview, um, Adam Driver. I mean, we can I mean, we can spoil the end of Rise of Skywalker, but Adam Driver said he's not uh, against doing more Star Wars. Yeah. Which is funny right. because of everyone attached to those movies. <laughs> right. Driver always struck me as the most Harrison Forty of them. Where that, he's that's probably funny. Never he, he looks he looks samey enough to his like Force Awakens self that yeah. he, he could yeah. make a series right right this you know next month and start oh, shooting wow. like that's that's basically Ben Solo. Give people yeah. all that Ben Solo that they've been wanting, and because uh, I mean, um, with Andor, you know, um. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's the, that's right. the same Diego actor Luna's, Diego Luna right. coming back yeah. to to play the character. Yeah, before and it's a prequel, it's essentially yeah. a prequel. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that idea. That totally, would be, that would be great to see that. That we would be spoiled if we got yeah. that series because he's such a fantastic actor. Um, yeah, we've yeah, it, it hasn't made the air very much, but like we've all secretly been talking about how much we like the rise of Skywalker lately. Uh, I'm it's just going to let that cat out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm still not you there guys. with you. I don't, but I'm, I'm going to be full, uh, you know, full disclosure. I'm not all the way there yet. I still feel like there's strong points and there's, there's pacing issues or just, it, it could have been longer. You could have taken your time exploring things. And oh yeah. The I've got you on tape gushing. Could have been, I have, I have you gushing on tape. But I, I mean, play Great. it over what I just said. My criticism, play it, play it right on top. But I agree with all of that. I just think that it's it's the the strong points are seeming stronger to me each time I watch it, and the weak points are seeming less weak to me. If that makes sense, that that it's going the opposite direction I thought it would with multiple viewings, which I'm I'm appreciating, and like I just the political relevance of the last uh, fifteen minutes of that movie is I think something that, you know, we talk about Star Wars being political and connected to modern politics and that in certain iterations, it's a little hand-fisted and a little on the nose. Mm -hmm. And I think in this movie, it was a little more subtle uh, than we're used to. And the more I watch it, the more Ray's battle with the Emperor and the fact 
that Kylo Ren does not say one word other than ouch yeah. is really important to modern um modern uh feminism. I'm gonna put it that way. There's right. there's a really important undertone you in the said last Kylo, but you meant Ben Solo. I, I meant Ben Solo, correct. Yes, yeah. Ben Solo says no words. Mm. In other words, that he comes to help someone and listens instead of actually trying to talk, right? He's there to help without adding his voice when it's not needed. Right. It's that really is. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah. So I, I went back and started watching it again. I got a new TV confessions and uh, and I but this is what I wanted to fire it up and like make sure that's is how I calibrate a television and sound bars like through um, <laughs> light speed skipping. <laughs> yeah, light speed skipping. Exactly. Um, but so I got to that line, the Beaumont Kin line. Um, it's yeah. so good. It's so good on like the 60th watch. I was <laughs> like, oh, this is incredible. Yeah. This movie just He's goes a- for it. Right. Yeah. So the whole thing was like, you know, they go raid and they get this intel from the mole inside the First Order and they find out the the, uh, the Emperor's back and they're trying to rationalize what happened. And Beaumont says his ad is dark science, cloning, secrets only the Sith knew. And uh, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it sounded like sort of a weak description to sort of like just be like, just deal with it. It happened. But now when I watched it this time, I'm like he's he's reflecting back on recent occurrences that have happened and he's being like of course that's the connection between these three things that we've been trying to put together and figure it out like of course it's the emperor being back Mm -hmm. um so i looked at it as like a you know to-do list for the mandoverse and all of this material that's gonna coming out um and and so and i'm very excited you're gonna get like a jedi a cloned jedi sort of proto snoke character in mandovers and yeah i think you're right they might they might be allied with thrawn that's all i'll say oh yeah yeah. already got it's kind of the first two like dark science and cloning like that's you that's you know mandalorian's a lot about that the stuff that surrounds grogu but i mean i want more dark science more cloning and more secrets only the sith knew which is sort of like weird that he knows the the kiminoans the kiminoans were expert cloners i know yeah yeah yeah, I mean, we've talked about noted. cloning ad nauseum, but it, like the, it was I the know. other things, really, the dark science and the Sith secrets that I'm like, yes, that's that's the fertile ground for um, these stories. I, so I, I think they're going to go through all of this. And then once that story has been complete, then we're going to move forward with these. Yeah. It's so secrets. funny because I heard I heard criticism early on in the sequel trilogy, in the making of the sequel trilogy that people were just like, I really hope this doesn't go the direction of cloning. I hope you don't find out that these characters are just clones. It, it was like a early criticism of the sequel trilogy. And then I don't think you know it's cloning until this film. And then this film just oh, yeah. well, drops they the ball. The, just, they just they didn't it know it was cloning you. until yeah. this film. Yeah, but, they just throw everything at you in this film. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just, yeah. it is cloning. So, all right. So it was that wow. the entire time. But Great. but dark kind but of. but dark science and, and Sith, right? Like Sith, I, Sith secrets, yeah. So, Ben, I, I, I really... I love this reading of that line. It really makes me appreciate that line. I love to give uh, Professor Exposition a lot yes. of guff when I watch that film. But I like this idea because it also has real-world parallels of if multiple agencies aren't sharing intelligence, we miss right. things until after the fact. So right. I like this idea that there's multiple like parts of agencies in the New Rebellion. One has noticed there's these weird cloning operations popping up. Another one's noticed there's like weird people trying to get Sith artifacts. Like maybe there's another like cult doing it. 
maybe the acolytes they've noticed some of the acolytes wandering around then another one's noticed that there's some weird science stuff going on and they just didn't they didn't put it all together until you know professor exposition sat there and went yeah oh yeah that would make sense that's that's what all these things add up to is is palpatine i like that yeah right and beaumont would be the one right he's the professor who's like sort of he would be the one studying all these things and trying to. Put it also it felt like street yeah. level, like someone trying to someone comprehending the emperor's return being like, oh, yeah, it was dark science cloning. Of course, he's. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was my first interpretation, but I'm trying to give him more credit. I'm just I like, saying I like yours. I'm going to get better the more times I it's watch my headcanon now. But it's good. That's gonna, yeah, it's quite yeah. good. Right on. Well, we uh, we haven't done comics in a while, um, but we've got an arc that just finished, and it's an exciting one, Monsters of Temple Peak. So let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, welcome back to uh, our High Republic segment. Here, um, we are going to cover the full Monsters of Temple Peak arc. It's uh, four issues, so four issue arc. Um, and it is a good time. Um, of course I don't have the, um, yeah, we got Kevin Scott's the writer, uh, Rachel Stott is the penciler and inker, and we got, uh, Joanna Natalia as the letter and, uh, uh, Efremova and Riga as the colorists and, uh, Stott again as the cover artist. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's a beautiful comic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very well written. Um, and, and in this one, we follow uh, Ty York, a fascinating Jedi who is a monster hunter, quote unquote. Um, she is out of the Jedi Order. Um, and we learn a little bit about why um, in this arc. Um, and essentially, it's very simple. She's hired to kill a monster and goes up this peak, hikes his mountain, um, has a little hanger on um named druid that desperately wants her to be his master his uh, yep. jedi tri- you know mentor um and she finds the true monsters in the end um it, it's a very simple story but it went uh it was fascinating and in old time simultaneously she is flashing back to the incident that got her kicked out of the jedi order um yeah and, so we, we're it's really character study on uh, Ty York, um, and and who she is as a as an interesting character. What do you all think about Ty? We've talked about her before, but here we are. This is her her moment in the Twin Suns. Yeah, this was revelatory. I mean, like I loved this entire arc. We covered I think one and two, and then we waited for it to complete, and now yep. we've kind of recovered it all at this point. But um, you also learn a lot about. Ty York in these issues, um, especially with her past, her, her in the Jedi Order, and and what happened between her and her fellow uh, Padawan learner, I guess, because I guess her master had two at two Padawans at once. That's kind of oh right, yeah, I read, and uh, yeah. or I guess Clias Teradina may have been the, the previous Padawan, and it was just uh, they they would go in you know in these temple runs together and search for for knowledge and. Uh, eventually they took it too far and uh you get you get to see in this issue that their fate which was harrowing uh to say the least i don't know did you guys catch that that flashback and just uh oh. that intense really really dramatic moment in this final issue where she actually has no choice but to plunge her saber through this this aggressive paddle annoying heart yeah Clias's dark ignorant heart yeah he was an easy character to dislike. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. A little spoiled Jedi brat. Um, yep. And yeah, he, he's a terrible influence. And uh, and, that's, and you, it's kind of her Batman origin story where now now she'll never kill another sentient being. Yeah. Any sentient being. And actually the, the kind of the flashbacks sort of tied to that where she had taken the life of her, this fellow Padawan that yeah. now she's it, very attuned to the life, life force. You get a great moment with her, which just shows that she is not a Jedi. You know, she has her moments where she seems very Jedi-like. And then she said, I've, I've taken a vow. I'll never take the life of an ever, another sentient being. But I didn't say I didn't speak I didn't say anything about this other creature behind you. Like, right. Well, they yeah. they draw a line between as beasts are not sentient beings. Like well, if you're not self-aware, then you're not like it's it's a weird right. line. But also know. just leaves this guy's fate up to this giant creature behind him. Right. Yeah. Like like All I didn't right. say I, I basically it's like I promised I would never take another sentient life. I never promised I would save all of them. Yeah. Right. right. Like it's a line. It's a really interesting line. Um, which I appreciate it as in terms of like, if you're going to make her distinguish from a Jedi, that's a good way to distinguish her. I mean, she's flawed in very interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't completed her training. So there's a lot of gaps in her force knowledge. Like she's an yeah. excellent fighter. Um, but yeah, her trying to do like a mind meld with a, with a creature is very difficult for her, ironically, because you'd think that like she's this beast pursuer you'd think she would know how to do it and it's actually the beast in turn teaches her how to do it yes um yes this thing and she's like oh that's how that's done so she's just you know she's sort of faking it till she makes it but she's follows the will of the force and um i don't know but it's interesting because it's there's a lot of things that can like contradictions within her yeah you know like she doesn't want to take any lives but her whole profession is killing Right. Yeah, it felt very morally gray, like the entire story, especially when she's, you know, summoning the mountain and this this uh, girl from the village attacks her and she has no choice but to like force push her off like a ledge or something. Right. The girl goes flying off a ledge to like plummets off yeah. the mountain. You're like, but, oh my uh, goodness, like that was a young, you know, innocent character. Yeah. Like I can't believe right. that. And it shows her possibly that. Her, her weakness in the force or not non-training, right? Because she tries to pull her up right. and just can't. Yeah, she can't even like she when she needed to reach out and grab her lightsaber, which is far away, like the, you know, the Luke Skywalker Empire Strikes Back move in the Wampa Cave. She she has very, a lot of trouble doing it, Like she doesn't really have a good grasp on the force. Right. Just something I think they're going to push more. But she, she kind of does it in Rising Storm, the, the, the book, like, yeah, she fights the Dungeon yeah. and she kind of does some of that Wampa Cave stuff. But well, I think and this like, is totally wins. It's yeah. awesome. And this is pre Rising Storm, right? Time timeline so, yeah. wise, yeah, I think it's. I think it, they said it's three months before uh, yeah. the Velo um, disaster. Or right, so terror. she seems to have leveled up a little bit by the end of the series, which might explain why she's a little more in tune with the Force when right. we see her guy again in the Rising Storm. Or and, and I think time. she sort of watches and learns because we see her in Rising Storm alongside Elzar Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know they're sort of this odd team together, but I, you know I think she might be there. We get mostly Elzar Man's POV in that book, but um, I think she's there to sort of learn. You know, there's you definitely get the sense that she misses being a Jedi. I mean, she she was clearly a much better Jedi than Clias. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, she misses her training. You know, she's one where I'd love to get pulled, see her get pulled back to the light 
and trained fully and, you know, and, and become yeah. a more powerful character. Um, uh, but you know, who knows, who knows what her, where she's vectoring off to, but, uh, very cool. But then obviously we're, you know, bearing the lead with this Gretel axe, the beast that she's been hunting <laughs> yeah. the entire time. Who <laughs> we now find out are two yeah, and the, not one. The Greta the and the Lax. Yeah. Yeah, are two creatures, which is a really cool idea. Cool. Cool awesome. idea. Love the symbiotic sort of relationship. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the, the whole this whole concept I just have problems with like a monster hunter because like I love all the monsters and like why are we killing these things? You know? <laughs> and of course, so you know, they make good on that where she sort of understands the monster and then yeah, the full story reveals itself why she was hired, and this is why she's always poor, because it, it would be kind of a funny bit if like she's a quote unquote monster hunter. But she never kills any monsters, so she never gets paid. You know, Ben, I completely, completely feel you. But for some reason, I, I'm starting to realize some of my favorite characters in the Star Wars Exciting Universe are monster hunters. Because don't forget, Wing, uh, Winlock, Winloss, and Knock. Oh my goodness! Winloss right. and Knock, yeah. also fabled mon- <laughs> monster, monster hunters. hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Are, they were they lovers too. Morally. They're incredible. Okay. They're like they are fun characters. They almost yeah. feel like give like, them their series. Yeah, win loss and knock. No way, isn't one like a decraniated gimp? Uh, maybe I think one is uh, a one's definitely a um, a cyborg guy, yeah, cyborg, and then this got like a giant backpack full of gizmos. Who's the guy that's decraniated that to you? That oh, that's right, Afra as well. It was, it it is, yeah, it was in one, it was the uh, first run of Afra, but I think when it was being written by um, what's his name. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's not win loss and knock. Mm-hmm. They it, they showed up around the same time. So. They did. Yeah. They were they crossed. They were all together a lot in different things. I love this. Knock was the the couple, uh, the female Trandoshan and the male humanoid. Oh who yeah, are yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, "How's that work?" And they're like, yeah. "Don't worry about it. it." It does. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I loved, <laughs> I loved this banquet we got to see in um the War of the Bounty Hunter series, but. Give me like the monster hunters convention and yeah, have a yeah. Tyoric run where she goes and meets all these monster hunters because you know, win loss and knock, you know, now Tyoric. I mean, the, yeah. every monster hunter I've met, I, we've met so far, I feel like has been I mean, just one of some of the coolest character concept thing it's, out there. It's also amazing just taking a step back into the galaxy that like we have bounty hunters, we've accepted bounty hunters that make sense in the lore of Star Wars. Yeah. Still not 100% sure where they fall, how they work, but they're there and they get paid to hunt people. Makes total sense. Very whatever. We live in a galaxy, in the Star Wars galaxy, where like monster hunter is a profession. Like you right. can just declare, I hunt monsters. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. I love it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, the the Greta and the Lax are, it's a really cool character. It's a, so yeah. it's a force wielding character, uh, beast that is, I guess, sentient. And um, and it works as like it's not a hive mind, but a, a dual mind. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, and they actually like fit together like Transformers, like Destructicons, um, which is pretty cool. It's <laughs> like he has a sweet like it. You know, the the Greta puts this like it's like a toupee. It's like a mohawk with horns yeah. that he puts on. And that's what the, the lax is. Um, and uh, and together they are mighty and beautiful. Um, it's his third eye, like in the center of his head. I thought it was a really yeah. kind of cool, um, cool creature. You realize um, the Transformers so- brand is going to steal your destruct Destructicons. Yeah. 
name, but but that's just that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, they did. That was that was a cool relationship because the lax definitely felt force uh, attuned. It was floating yeah. around. It was seemed to be like magical in nature. Yeah. Uh, I like when Star Wars goes there. I think they can go there. And I think, you know, having rewatched Mando season two, where they go to Tython and there's this, you know, force aura that erupts there. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, Star Wars is now just going in a more mystical territory. Oh, yeah. So sure. This beast works for me. Yeah. And it's interesting. We get two examples in this series of uh, people are things naturally using the force who are not trained in the force, right? We have, we have yeah. the Gretelax using the force in some way. And then we have, uh, was it Doolin? Doolin, Doolin. Um, Druin, Druin. 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 Right. Druin. Oh, Druin. Uh, right. Druin Sorry. talks about, uh, your apology accepted. Uh, <laughs> Druin talks about um, the fact that he can make himself invisible. They, they, their species makes themselves visual by kind of naturally using mind tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants to it, become a Jedi, and that's why he sort of tags along. Mm-hmm. They and burn this guy so bad at the end where Druin's invisible, like, recording or, or transmitting his confession to, like, a ship that's broadcast or something. So I was like, and then he yeah. uncloaks, he decloaks, and then... Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was funny. Yeah. The other He's... thing... Go ahead. No, please, then. I was going to change subjects, but if you had something about... Uh... No, I was going to change the subject also. But you all right, well, I'll change it first. Uh, Because I do want to talk. We'll get to kind of the end, not twist, but necessarily, but like you know, you know, who is the real bad guy in the series? Yeah, it it does. Spoiler alert: white guy with a beard. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Um, But um, I want to talk about the yellow. Yeah. For for a second, we we don't get a lot of this, but we get in the flashbacks. uh, We we get um, we get them going through a yellow shrine, but there's a moment where uh, Keyless just says, yeah, they're darksiders. Yeah. <laughs> they were darksiders. And I love that. Fact that like, we're just calling like now there's, there's just, I, I love that we're building this out that there's, there's plenty of people who use the dark side who are not Sith, right? Like this yeah. is what we need in the, in the galaxy. If we're going to start, keep playing around the force that we're so not obsessed with who's a Sith, who's not a Sith that we actually have, Plenty of people out there using the dark side of the force who are not, you know, right. There almost seems to be yeah. applications for each side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it seems like dark side, uh, any group of any culture or civilization that used the dark side, they may have used it for preserving life or to manipulate life or like, you know, yeah. weird things that are obviously going to seem dark side, but maybe they could, you could really coat that in some interact, interesting sort of like outerwear that, yeah guises sure. their use of the force too you can do some really mm. fun stuff well future. i mean we talk about how it's it's easy and seductive right and so i think we play around that a little more because when you watch the dark side being used in the skywalker uh saga it's not very seductive on the outside right like all right. the people Dude, george's the version was going to be very seductive <laughs> yeah as <laughs> as that's very true. From what I've heard. Yeah. Well, well the on the news, seductive. Um, but in terms of like, you know, all the dark side <laughs> users we see are like disfigured, horrible, like Saturday matinee monsters. Right. Right. Which I love. But if we're going to build the IOC the out, I like the fact that maybe there are people who look really good, who look like they might be light side users who are still using the dark side. Right. Like, exactly. I like that idea. Yeah. That's fun. 
Yeah, this guy Clias, man. I mean, he feels like he was on the dark side path the whole time. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I understand. So, I he mean, was like, so, want to go discover dark secrets? Like, that, yeah, that was like a oh, that was like a line, it was verbatim. Right. And, and Ty is like <laughs> they're friends, but she goes kicking and screaming the whole way. And then when he finally finds this cachet of the yellow cultists, and it does have awesome stuff though. All those lightsabers, I would have my hands all over those. But. You know, and, and he grabs like some holocron thing and, you know, and she's like, that's a terrible idea. You're going to be hurt. And sure enough, it like breaks his mind. But it's like, yeah. how far did that guy have to fall like to the dark side? Like he was he was already going to try and, you know, leverage these things to, for higher standing within the Jedi Order. Like the guy was terrible. And um, I, I feel like it's a failure on the part of um, their master. Um Sibaba, you know, he should have seen this guy be terrible and and the weeded it out. And then, uh, you know, in the aftermath of this, we didn't really get the, you know, trial afterwards, but we can assume once you've killed another Jedi that you're, you know, probably persona non grata around the campus. And um, she was, you know, ultimately exiled. But yeah. still, it's just like, it's, you know, <laughs> I mean, Kleist was a villain. He was like, never, he never had any redeeming yeah. character, you know, character traits that i remember and but it just got worse i have some like late breaking news on uh clias all right he's mentioned in dooku jedi lost Whoa. dooku mentions him by name this huh. is fascinating here's a quote uh Teradin was a padawan from the time of the high republic no one really knows why or even if he was expelled. Some say he stole records from the archives, while others believe he had an affair with the Chancellor's aide. Either way, he vanished from Jedi history, only remembered. Oh, so he was just kicked under the carpet. They pretended like yeah. it never happened? Yeah, so like I, that, oh. that's, like there's some stuff that's going to go between. That's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she might have exiled herself then because she mm -hmm. was... Yeah, we didn't see what happened after that moment either. I think yeah. all we got was at the final moment where yeah. she plunges her saber into him and then it kind of cuts away so yeah. who knows what happened after that that but, is wild because yeah. it's like that the jedi lost predates the higher public but it does 2019 it was a cabin scott joint oh, so okay he's so he knows right. I, I love when these authors just build these little things in these little nuggets and play around with it it's really fun yeah oh, wow that's a great great find there adam synergy You're welcome i google fast yeah <laughs> Um, Brad, I, I did. So I was going to pivot uh, to more of Ty's like terrible character flaws. Mm, um, yes. And I, I mean, it does sort of stem from this where she sort of divides creatures from like sentient to non sentient. Yeah. Because she is also terrible to her droid, which is like the equivalent yeah. of like kicking a puppy to me. And but, she, you know, and she she's just like, you're a thing. Go do your thing thing um, to uh, her droid. What's his name? Kai uh, KLO three. Yeah. Uh, uh, but by the end of this, as she's flying away, she actually calls him by his name, like KL or K. I think Clo. she calls she oh, calls Clo. him Clo instead of KL. Yeah. Right. And Druin's still calling him KL because that's what she, I think she's been calling him the entire yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, at the at the end there, she calls him Clo. Uh, and he was like touched. Calls it, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then, uh, All right. Yeah. But then they have an interesting relationship because like Clo is like you're terrible, um, but. He's like, you know, but he's like, listen, I, I know inside you there's you're a better person. Like, Chloe's got a full read on Tide. Like, you're not as bad as you portray yourself. Um, and, you know, I think in even though they they ditched Druin on the, the thing and he was like, uh, like, really kind of did him dirty. 
even though he, he did have a path to follow there and some people to fall into, even though he was orphaned, um, Chloe left a, you know, a breadcrumb trail so that they may meet again. And I, I imagine that will happen. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. But uh, man, a Jedi that can go invisible. Right. Mid duel. That seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OP. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you all wanted to uh, cover here? About uh, the monsters of Temple Peak, Kai nope. York, um, purple lightsaber with a claw. Yeah, super uh, cool purple lightsaber. Um, yeah, I just I, I like the ending of the story that you know, and and Ben, I'm sure you appreciate it with your you know you love your monsters and mm-hmm. you know, in this case that uh, none was were it, harmed. Yeah, none were harmed, and the monsters, the monsters were not the actual monsters, right. And like even um, the the Gretelax has pets that do their bidding, pet mm-hmm. spiders that are scary. Mm-hmm. But it's like not all scary things are bad. And you know, yeah. Druin's riding a spider by the end yeah. of it, which is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. That's you know, that's kind of where I hope this goes. Like I want to see that bit keep going where she doesn't actually ever kill any monsters. Yeah. Um, but yeah. and that, so the Leighton guy was the villain the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because because the because they wanted to grind up. Their, their horns. horns yeah which my favorite thing about it is because the horns apparently make them super powerful whatever like that's literally yeah dot, the dot, extent dot. of the story yeah. <laughs> so when they can't get the gretelax they decide that you know i'm sure the spell will work with jedi bones like they were yeah. just gonna drop tyuric and i'm like i don't think that's how magic works i didn't take it as literal right. i thought he was just he was oh, no i think they were i think they were playing effect. on Using that in there, whatever. Uh, shout out to the the, yeah. the alien with like the twenty eyes on his face. Like that is what a great design. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good call, Grant. I I forgot. I wanted to write that guy down. Uh, oh, yeah, it's super weird. interesting it's design. Like all over his head. Yeah, he's like Eye Boy from the X Men. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Which X Men? Which run? Uh, current X Men. Well, he's current, not really uh, Hickman X Men. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not really in the X-Men, but who's not now on, on, uh, uh, on the island, but, uh, just, just Google iBoy X-Men. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guy was also turns out to be a, um, Cretan as well. Yeah. Uh, well, but I mean, yeah, I love of all the ways they went. It's like they went for the like Chinese sex potion metaphor, uh, right. With the grinded horns. Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty uh funny to call them out and be like oh, after all this that's all it was um yeah they're terrible they are monsters and i'm <laughs> glad that they got eaten by monsters uh, agreed um great so um i think that ties up our run for this week uh another interesting traversing of the uh, star wars galaxy we'll see what we do next week um we've got a couple books in the run um and we'll see when we get to that i don't think we're going to do thrawn next week maybe the week after oh we're not oh thank god are we going to do it yeah let's give it another <laughs> no, 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 no. i i just did my map out i'm like i gotta read 20 percent of that every single day and that book is a that <laughs> book's <laughs> chonky i know and i still haven't bought the book i'm still trying to yeah. go through my 23 hours of audio like like <laughs> tape on it and, like that's I'm at I'm two I, hours I, in. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got ways to go. I'm super excited because it's the end of it, and I've really enjoyed it. But but man, Zahn writes a thick book. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all it's all like naval strategy and political intrigue, and it's yeah. fa- it's fantastic. Yeah. 
um, it's a great read and I really want to enjoy it. So let's kick that for another week. Yeah, we we'll might do out. the other book, but I won't I won't put you guys on 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 spot to, to make a commitment. But we'll we'll talk about it off air. All right. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, till then, uh, hope you all had a fantastic week. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. And we'll talk to you next week and every week thereafter. Um, Midforce forever Midforce. and ever forever. and ever. <laughs> forever. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always.